You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. I uh, hope you had a great weekend, everybody. Gang's all here, ready to go on this Monday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Phone calls, emails, tweets, all the above. Best and worst of the weekend. What you saw that you liked, you didn't like. Tonight, Rams at the Cardinals. We'll look back on what happened over the weekend. Some of the surprises, some of the highs and lows. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Play of the day, stat of the day, poll question, all of that forthcoming. Say good morning to Peacock. That's our streaming partner. You can watch this program all three hours. Download the app, and you can watch for free. Also, our radio affiliates around the country, iHeartRadio, and the great folks at Fox Sports Radio. If you got stuck watching a backup quarterback yesterday, you weren't alone, and you certainly uh, weren't warned, or can't say you weren't warned, because we know the quarterbacks go down all the time. And then you add in this extra regular season game, and that means more backup quarterbacks. Tyler Huntley, come on down, did an admirable job filling in for Lamar Jackson. Ravens still lost to the Browns. Kyle Allen in Washington, almost let a comeback, came up short against Dallas. The Giants, Mike Glennon, the Panthers, Cam Newton, the Texans, Davis Mills, all lose. Can't wait to week 18 on January 9th. Once teams are out of the playoff picture, going to be even quicker to pull the starter. And all of this is a not-so-subtle reminder of why teams might want to invest in a quality backup quarterback. It's hard enough to win with your starter, hard enough to keep him healthy. Putting in the backup quarterback is a challenge very few teams are able to overcome. When you start to look at some of the surprises yesterday, or were they surprises yesterday, don't look now, but the Chiefs actually have a formidable defense. Dallas, a formidable defense. Packers look great. Jacksonville, a mess. The Ravens, in trouble. Buccaneers, still good. And then if you believe in moral victories, you got one if you're a Buffalo Bills fan. Now, when you start to think of moral victories, moral victories is usually when your team is not very good. When you're supposed to be a Super Bowl contender, that's not a moral victory. Oh, they came back. They showed guts. They played hard. Yeah, they're supposed to be really good. You know, the Lions get moral victories, or Jacksonville gets a moral victory. Buffalo doesn't get a moral victory. That doesn't get you into the playoffs. But watching yesterday, Tampa Bay looked awesome in the first half. Buffalo did come back, certainly made it interesting going into overtime. And then Tom Brady with the game-winning touchdown, and he had this to say. Yeah, I was, I was trying to think. Have I, has that ever happened before? That's right. That was in Miami, too. So, yeah, that was a um, – it was it was pretty uh, – but it was very cool. It was very cool. I'd much rather not have it come down to that. But in the end, they all count the same, you know. And uh, we got to learn from it, and we got to move on. And, and obviously, we're playing for, you know, a, a division championship next week, which is pretty exciting for all of us. Yeah, game-winning touchdown pass is a second overtime touchdown pass. Here's Josh Allen, the Bills quarterback. Every game's a different situation. Sometimes you practice one thing and they can they show something completely different. But yeah, it's something obviously we want to work on. We want to be be ready to go right off the right off the rip and have fast starts. Again, yeah, it just wasn't in our favor tonight. Buffalo seven and six. You know, when you start to think about okay, are they a Super Bowl team? I didn't think so to start the year because I thought they were too self reliant on Josh Allen. The defense is a defense that is fast but can be manhandled. And they've been overpowered by teams. The last couple of weeks, we've seen that. New England did it. Tampa did that. Titans. 
and they've lost to the quality teams here. Here's their head coach, Sean McDermott. Look, I know we came up short, right? Incredible amount of heart and guts that they show this team, Josh included, right? But all of them, all of them. Again, we came up short, and they made one more play than we did, And but I love how the team fought. Yeah, they're supposed to fight. You get paid to fight. You're a playoff team. Or are you? Five teams in the AFC are seven and six. Five teams in the NFC are six and seven. 24 of the 32 teams in the NFL have at least six wins, and they're still in the playoff race. This is parody. This is what the NFL loves because every fan base still has hope. McLevin, what do you have? Okay, let's start in the NFC. Who do you got, the Bucks or the field? Well, I'm taking the Packers. Well, okay. No, it's more for the audience. You think that they would take oh. the Bucks or the field now after yesterday's game? Um, you know, it still comes down to you don't bet against Belichick and you don't bet against Brady. Mm, you know, so I would say the audience, well, no, they may. They may look at this and go Green Bay and Dallas look like they're actually legitimate. I don't know if Arizona is. You got a big game coming up tonight with the Rams at the Cardinals. But it just feels like this is about home field advantage because you didn't have the crowds last year. You didn't have a true home field advantage. Now, Green Bay lost to Tampa in Green Bay. It was unseasonably warm and you had no ambiance there. Is it different this year? I believe so. But that one team in the NFC, one team in the AFC, getting home field advantage is going to be imperative. Um, you start to handicap you know, what's going to happen the rest of the year. Uh, You're looking at Green Bay. They're at Baltimore. You don't know if you're going to face Lamar Jackson. You host Cleveland. You host Minnesota. Then you're at Detroit. Here's the only thing I would be concerned about. If I'm a Packer fan, at what point do you rest Aaron Rodgers to get him ready for the playoffs because of that toe situation? Now you bring in Jordan Love. When do you bring in Jordan Love? Because if you're Aaron Rodgers, we don't know if this is his last year in Green Bay, but this might be his best chance to win a Super Bowl. Now what do you do? How important is home field for you? And is that enough to jeopardize Aaron Rodgers and that toe? At Baltimore, host Cleveland, host Minnesota. Maybe there's a chance that you'll have things wrapped up that the game at Detroit, Jordan Love could play. But that would be something I'd keep an eye on is am I am I going to play Aaron Rodgers? As Rodgers said prior to last night's game, hey, if, if I get hurt or it gets banged up more, then surgery is in play. And I think that's where you're going to run the risk here of what the Packers do these last four games. Yeah, McLovin. I noticed last night they are a different running team now with A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. Yeah. That wasn't really there against the Bucks, uh last year, was no. it? No, and, and when you see that, when, when you take away a team's heart, you know, when you run the ball, they know you're going to run the ball, and it just, it's debilitating. It just, it's defeating in more ways than one. And when you have that ability to be able to do that, that's why when we have all these crazy passing numbers, these teams that can run the football and, and let you know they're going to run the football. You know, Leonard Fournette running the football. I mean, that's a valuable weapon for Tom Brady to have. And Derrick Henry's probably going to be back for the postseason with the Titans. You know, that's just really important for these teams, having a balanced offense. And Green Bay, they're far more dangerous when you have those running backs running well 
and it just makes Aaron Rodgers that much greater. And he looked, you know, he was Aaron Rodgers last night. It always helps playing the Bears. Hey, It does. Like, I, I had a weird feeling to start that game that I thought, you know, the Bears may win this game. And then they jump out, and I go, all right. And then all of a sudden, it was like, okay, all right. Aaron Rodgers still owns the Chicago Bears. Yes, Paulie. As a Bears fan, the only thing worse than being down to the Packers at halftime is being up on the Packers <laughs> at halftime because it's false hope going into the second half. I should have gone to bed at halftime and just pretended the second half didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, you know it would be great if Aaron Rodgers would show up at the NFL owners' meetings representing the Chicago Bears? <laughs> like if he just went in, they're going, what, what are you doing here? Um, I, I own the Bears. Oh, well, no, no, no. The McCaskies own the Bears. No, no, no. I am a co-owner of the Chicago Bears. Yes, McLovin. There's a pretty high tax rate in Illinois. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if he has to pay uh, for it. But Paulie has a typical, very cynical, dark poll question on the Packers. Oh. I will let him share. Now I do have the Super Bowl uh, updated odds here. Buccaneers are the favorites. Then the uh, Packers, the Cardinals. No, this can't be right. No, it's the go. Uh, it's the Chiefs oh. are second at plus five fifty. Then the Packers are plus six fifty. So okay. it's Bucks, Chiefs, Packers. Why don't they go in order that way instead of across and then across? <laughs> what are you doing, Vegas? So Buccaneers, then the Chiefs, then the Packers, then the Patriots, Cardinals, Rams, Bills, Cowboys. After that, you got Titans and the Chargers, Colts and the Ravens. All right. So Buccaneers, Chiefs, then Packers, Patriots. All right. Patriots. Yeah. I don't know if I would have the Patriots up that high. But it just feels like, you know, this is about the NFC. If you got the Buccaneers, the Packers, you have the Rams, you have the Cardinals, you have the Cowboys. So there are a lot of good teams in the NFC. In the AFC, not as much. You got the Chiefs and you got the Patriots. You can throw in Buffalo, but... I just, I, I don't have any confidence in Buffalo. The Chargers, I don't have confidence. That's a big win, though, to go and beat Cincinnati. That was, that was, and Justin Herbert, he had a throw yesterday that, for those of you who never saw John Elway playing, he had a throw that would be John Elway-esque. He had a throw yesterday against the Bengals that I'm going to say, Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes are the only two quarterbacks, the other quarterbacks in the NFL who could make that throw. It was spectacular. And Justin Herbert is putting up these crazy numbers. And, you know, he's thrown for 30 touchdowns now in his first two seasons. That's never happened with a quarterback. And he's, you know, 23 years of age. Three touchdowns yesterday. He's the second youngest player in NFL history to reach 60 career touchdown passes. The only person who was better younger was Dan Marino and 30 touchdown passes on the season. First player in history to go back to back with that honor. Yeah, stat of sure. The day, okay. Stat of the day, that, that. stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that. What? Stat of the day. Top. Defensive player of the year. The uh, odds are out. Miles Garrett is the favorite along with T.J. Watt, co-favorites. Then it's Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs. Uh, Matthew Judon is in there. Aaron Donald is in there. Man, I would... Micah Parsons is 
putting up some crazy numbers. You know, Trayvon Diggs was wonderful. You know, when you get 10 interceptions, but then they don't throw your way. Like, that's what you do to a defensive back. You're like, uh, we're going to revis you. We're not throwing your direction. T.J. Watt, Miles Garrett, Micah Parsons, they can move wherever they want to. you got to find them sometimes. But Micah Parsons, I have, you know, Paulie went back and looked at the uh, draft profile, you know, all the reports on Micah Parsons, and a lot of people thought, that, well, Dallas doesn't need a linebacker. Dallas wanted to draft a defensive back. And I thought it might have been uh, Patrick Sertan or uh, J.C. Horn. Those were the two. I think they were going to draft one of those two. Patrick Sertan, I was told, if he's there, then Dallas has taken him. And if not, then Dallas was going to take Micah Parsons. And I was told Micah Parsons is the best defensive athlete in the draft. And, you know, keep in mind that, you know, at that pick, he's a top five pick. But there were concerns about him off the field, character issues. But as far as athleticism, this is, this is where you make mistakes when you, you profile somebody. And you say, all right, he's a linebacker. He is Junior Seau. He is Troy Palomalu. You could even say Clay Matthews. You just put them on the field, they make plays. We get caught up in this, well, he's a, he's a linebacker. No, he's not. He's a football player. Brian Erlocker, he's just a football player. But, you know, when you're going to say, no, define, you're defining who he is, that's where you make the mistake. Especially with defensive players now. You just put them on the field. They make plays. Troy Palomalu, what was he? He's a football player. Junior Seau. He's just a football player. Oh, no, is he a linebacker? Is he an ed- No, he's whatever you want him to be. And that's what Micah Parsons is. Just put him on the field. He makes plays. All right, we'll take a break. Phone call's coming up, and uh, Carson Palmer will join us, as he always does. We'll have more on what's going on with the Jacksonville Jaguars and Urban Meyer. Does he want to stay? Is he going to get the opportunity to stay? We'll talk about that. Also, is Ryan Day going to stay the head coach at The Ohio State? Thank you, Paul. Let it breathe a little bit. Yes, thank you. Thank you. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, We're back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. This program brought to you by the great folks at Sleep Number because during the holidays, you got to get rest. But everybody needs to get rest because it's festive and fun, but it can also be stressful. Gift shopping, decorating, hosting, traveling, all take a toll. That's why you need a great night's sleep. And where can you get a great night's sleep? Sleep number! Save up to $500 on select Sleep Number 360 smart beds during the Sleep Number's holiday savings event. Plus special financing for a limited time only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash Patrick. But you know what's great about, well, there's so many great things about Sleep Number. Sleep IQ technology. My sleep IQ, uh, my sleep number is 75. Plus, they give you ideas, tips to get better sleep. What you do prior to going to bed. And, you know, making sure that you get that, you know, 8 to 9 to 10 hours of sleep. Going to bed and waking up at the same time. You know, even when you're not working. On the weekends. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com slash Patrick for details. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app 
at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This program brought to you by Impeller. Empower your investment portfolio with opportunities in Puerto Rico. Impeller is a new online tool that connects investors with innovative projects on the island. Available now, Impeller, your hub for investment opportunities in Puerto Rico. Learn more at investpr.org slash Impeller. McLevin, what's the poll question we're going to go with? Okay, uh, we have a few more options we're still sifting through. Paul has a good question on Aaron Rodgers. Okay. If you were a Packer fan, would you break or dislocate a healthy toe of your own to make Aaron Rodgers' toe healthy? What else do you have, McLevin? <laughs> okay, you could start a franchise with one of these two quarterbacks, Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow. I'm going to say Justin Herbert because I've seen almost two full seasons. Joe Burrow played great his, you know, well, the first half of the season, then he got hurt. He's not afraid. Now, he's, that, that touchdown throw to Jamar Chase, I mean, he, he's not afraid. I think people wondered if he was a one-year wonder with what happened at LSU, and he had maybe the greatest season a college quarterback has ever had throwing the ball. Uh, I, would say, I would say Herbert. I've, I've seen more from him, more consistency, but Joe Burrow is... He's ready for the moment. It's that's uh, that's some impressive stuff there. And you know the Chargers have always had talent. They they they're up there with every team. It feels like in the NFL, talent wise. But Cincinnati has not been there, and and as a result, you know the expectation levels are a little bit lower with with uh, Joe Burrow. But he and Jamar Chase, you know that that's going to be a tandem you're going to have to reckon with for quite some time there. And as a result, you know they're going to keep you in games. You know, the Bengals are the Bengals are better than what people think. You know, even George Kittle said after his performance yesterday, "Hey, you know they're not the old Bengals. I mean, they're they're a good team, and they are. But you got to win those games. You got to beat San Francisco at home." Yeah, McLovin. What about intangibles? Who do you give the edge there to? I, if or and do you believe in such a thing as quarterback intangibles? Well, what is the intangible I'm getting with one that I'm not getting with the other? There seems to be a leadership quality. Burrow's more vocal. He's more he's more in your face. Where Herbert seems more laid back. I'm not as concerned about that. I always found that when you perform, like you want to be a leader, go do it. Then we'll follow you. Not. Hey, I'm going to tell you I'm going to do it. I might not, but I'm going to sound like I'm going to do it. You know, that motivational stuff can only take you so far. I think it works in college more than it does in the NFL. Yeah, Paul. If you have a low-key demeanor and you win, you're Joe Montana. If you have a low-key demeanor and you lose, you're Jay Cutler. So your demeanor doesn't matter. It just wins. Yeah. You know, you can't go wrong with either one of those. But I, I would say Herbert because that's no quarterback has ever done what he's done. At least 30 touchdowns first two years in the NFL. Yes, McLeod. Okay, on the negative front, Ooh. which team should panic more? The Buffalo Bills falling to 7-6 or the Baltimore Ravens? I would say the Ravens because I don't know the health status, status with Lamar Jackson. Um, where do you stand in that division? You know, that that's the curious. I mean, it's still kind of a mess in there, but, but everybody's in the same. It feels like everybody's equal. Now, even the Steelers can be dangerous. Cincinnati's not a pushover. Cleveland should be really good or even good. But I think Baltimore, it, it, it hinges on Lamar Jackson. 
Buffalo, I don't know if Buffalo knows what its identity is. That That's when I watch them play the last three weeks, I just go, I, who are they? Like, what are they? You, you're, not, you're, not a, you're not built for the cold weather. You're a finesse team. Josh Allen can be great. But I think sometimes we, we, we make this leap that we want to be ahead of everybody because everybody's got to have a hot take. So you got to be like, oh, my gosh, Josh Allen, he's going to be the MVP. Okay, he did have a, a window of greatness. But I, I need to see a consistency with him. Remember the leap to judgment with the Browns two years ago? You know, we, we just want to, we want to go. We want to go. We want to be the first to tell you about somebody or something. And I think with Josh Allen, we were hoping for that. Oh, we got, you know, the next wave of quarterbacks. You know, the next Breeze and Brady and uh, Aaron Rodgers. And, it, and it's going to be this guy. And then it doesn't happen like that. You know, Mahomes came out of nowhere for people, but he was on a really good team. Lamar Jackson came out of nowhere, but he was on a really good team. You know, Josh Allen is still trying to prop up the Buffalo Bills. And I don't think they're a great team. I think he's a great talent, but I, I just don't know. I don't, I don't get that sense of I know who they are. And when you get into these games in December and January, you know, you're going to be playing on the road. And are you capable of doing that? I did watch Kansas City yesterday. I was curious because, well, that's my Super Bowl pick. And then I see the pregame where I got the Raiders out there stomping or having a meeting on the logo. And I go, that is stupid. Especially even dumber when the first play from scrimmage for the Raiders was a scoop and score for the Kansas City Chiefs. You fumbled four times, Raiders. Here's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of conversation about it. I mean, but I mean, you definitely don't want people coming into your stadium and trying to like disrespect uh, things that that you've kind of built. Um, and so for us, um, just gave us a little bit more, a little bit more motivation to go out there and, and win against a really good football team that we have a rivalry against that usually is a, a tough, a tough football game. So uh, I think guys were ready to play today, and I think it showed on the field. Yeah, I mean, college maybe you can do this in the NFL. You know, unless you're doing something on the Dallas Star that's happened a few times. I mean, what are you doing? We're, hey, we're, hey I, got, I got a great idea. How about we hold a meeting on the Chiefs logo? Yes. Come on. We're going to send a message. You know where you, you hold a meeting? How about it in the end zone when you score a touchdown? During the game, hold a meeting there. Hey, we're going we're gonna to have a meeting on their logo. Yeah. That's exactly what I want to do. I want to give Patrick Mahomes a little more motivation. Kansas City's a dangerous team right now. And you don't even talk about their offense. We've been talking about their defense the last five weeks. You know, they're not giving up 20 points in these games. Now, you can say, well, the Raiders. Yeah, okay, but the Raiders do have talent. They just, you know, they do stupid things. Two steps forward, two steps back. But that's, that's not – I don't know if the coaching staff knew that that was going to happen. Because if they did know that, that's where you say, guys, here, huddle up. Let's huddle up over here before we huddle up over there. Because this is stupid. Let's not do this. This, this isn't the old Oakland Raiders with John Madden. <laughs> Those guys could bully you. They could intimidate you. These guys, nah, not so much. 
877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. The poll question we're going to go with, McLovin, is... Herbert versus Burrow. Okay. Who do you got? That's what we'll start off All right. with. That's spicy. That's spicy. I'm, 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 I'm okay with that. Yeah, McLovin. Can you say that Hunter Renfro is the new Fred Bolitnikoff if you're trying to do the Raiders? <laughs> no. No. Fred Bolitnikoff is the Fred Bolitnikoff of Fred Bolitnikoffs. Fred Bolitnikoff was a, a, a guy from Florida State. Now, the, the best receiver in college football, the award is named after Fred Bolitnikoff. And Fred looked like he weighed about 160 pounds, never wore big pads, if he even wore pads, and uh, had a ton of stickum. And he had a single face mask bar. And he caught everything thrown his way. Probably because he had stick them all over him. But he, you know, they, they had a formidable passing attack. And uh, Freddie was a, a wonderful wide receiver. A, he might have been the first possession wide receiver. The, the, the slot guy. The guy, the white guy, you go, I don't think he can beat us. I don't think he's dangerous. And then you look up and you go, uh, I think he had 10 catches. Yeah, Paul. I found an old picture of Fred Bolitnikoff, and it looks like he rolled through the mud before the game. He's got <laughs> stickum all up and down from his hands to his elbows. Yeah. He's got it on his hips, like for bonus stickum <laughs> to gear up during the game. It's fascinating. I, I thought one day he would just stick to another player, and then they, you know, like Velcro, they'd have to prime uh, off of somebody. Yes, McLovin. What about Lester Hayes? Like, he didn't yeah. even turn his back. It would just stick to his the back yeah. of his jersey. Yeah. I love I loved those Raiders. And then they came out with the gloves, and they got rid of Stickham. Lester Hayes, number 37. Freddie Blitnikoff, number 25. Now, those Raiders can intimidate you because they were really, really good. Yes, McLovin. Could you ever have a team like that in today's sports world? No, they wouldn't allow it. Couldn't. I mean, who's a bully anymore? Jack Tatum. Jack Tatum couldn't play now. They wouldn't let him the way he played. Now, you could say he would change. I don't know if all those Raiders could have changed. Because that's just who they were, how they played. Yeah, McLeod. What about that coach, Art Shell, who wore like a cast? Or was it Art Shell who had an actual cast on his hand that he'd hit people in the head with? Yeah, him and Gene Upshaw. Here's Burrow versus Herbert, first 23 games. Uh, Herbert, a, a better winning percentage, but you would expect that. Passing attempts, Herbert, 100 more. Uh, completion percentage, they're about the same. Yards because of the more games. Herbert has more games. Uh, quarterback rating, Herbert 98.5. Burrow is uh, 95.3. But, you know, but Burrow got injured. Um, they're close. I mean, they are. And, and Burrow is playing on a team that's not as talented as the Chargers. Plus, when you come back from knee surgery and you're a quarterback and when you plant, like you're always thinking of that. Consciously, subconsciously, you know, that feeling of somebody around your legs, and that can be disconcerting. And, and Joe Burrows had to come back from that surgery and then the fact that you're a quarterback. Uh, but he's fun. I mean, I, he's confident. He borders on cocky. But it's, it's fun to see when these guys produce that way. A lot of guys have that false bravado, like, hey, let me tell you how great I am. How about you show me how great you are? Then you can tell me how great. We do it in reverse order now. Uh, we'll get to phone calls here. By the way, Army, Navy, uh, boys in the back. Uh, some of the guys in the back. Mario, Dylan, and Ray the intern went to Army, Navy. 
And uh, Dylan had money on the game. He took Navy, and Navy surprised Army there. Nice little comeback there. Um, yeah, so some interesting football. The Heisman Trophy ceremony, there was no drama there. Still don't know about Kenny Pickett, if he's going to play in the Peach Bowl. From what I'm told, he's not. Um, but, yeah, Bryce Young, congratulations. He would probably be uh, a source mind that said that if Bryce Young was coming out this year, he can't until after next year, he'd be the number one quarterback. And didn't know if he'd be the number one pick because he's a little undersized. And uh, to which I said, haven't we learned our lesson with the, well, I don't know, he's not 6'4". He's really good. And is probably looked at as maybe better than Tua, which I found kind of interesting. Yeah, McLevin. I watched a little bit of the ceremony. It was in that room that we were in before the Emmys at the Time Warner Center. I don't know if anyone recognized it. Do you remember before oh, we go? I can, I can recognize defeat. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I know it, it's at the Lincoln Center, the like jazz center or jazz room or something like that. But yeah, I know where we got beat. Oh, I didn't mean to bring that up. But it uh, also Bryce Harper had a really cool outfit. I think he went turtleneck with yeah. a uh, black jacket. He yeah. looked, uh, it was different. Uh, it wasn't like a traditional outfit. Yes, Paul. Yeah, a crushed velvet Ooh. black jacket with a black turtleneck. Not like Fritzy's turtleneck. More I like it. it was very nice, though. Lovely. I like that. All righty. Let's start with phone calls. Best and worst of the weekend. Uh, Michael in Missouri. Hey, Mike, what's on your mind today? Hey, uh, Michael, 511-180. The best best of the weekend was uh, the Chiefs dominating the Raiders after they stomped on the Arrowhead. And my worst of the weekend was I lost a $10 bet to my brother on the Bears game. I had the Bears in 10 points, and they choked it in the second half. All right. Uh, they, they looked at least interesting. Like, now, that's where you, you have a moral victory. Buffalo Bills can't have a moral victory. If you're a Bears fan, you can have a moral victory. You're not going to get a real victory against Aaron Rodgers, so you might as well take a moral victory and say, you know, at least we were entertaining. Plus, it's a standalone game, and that's where normally it would be, God, the Bears are horrible. Now, the Bears aren't very good, and Justin Fields has to use every ounce of his athleticism to stay alive, but they, I think they got the Packers' attention, which I didn't know that they were going to last night. It was fun. It was, it, it was at least entertaining. James in Virginia. Hi, James. Welcome back. Oh, good morning, gentlemen. Happy Monday, man. We are Washington. Oh, man, they had a real shot, man. So that my, my worst is going to, to the game, man, and just being around, being in the Dallas home game, man. It was like 80% Cowboy <laughs> fans, man. I couldn't believe it, man. It was everywhere I looked. It was navy blue and gray. I was like, what is going on? But my best, man. My mother, man, Rachel, she's 75 years old, man. She's been a Cowboys fan since the 1960s. She was telling me about how uh, Landry would go up and down the sidelines with a scour and, and never smile no matter what, and talking about Roger Stahl back on the way and Emmitt Smith, her best, uh, her favorite player of all time. And, you know, it's tough as a Redskins fan hearing it, but I love that she had such a great time at her first game. So, it was a great time, man. They they missed the opportunity going forward. They still control their destiny. 
four to go. We'll see what happens. But in, in the end, man, I think it's it's the Packers and the Bucks and the Chiefs, man. One of those three are going to take it. You uh, guys have a great one, man. Have a, we are Washington. Thank you, James. I love that James's mom has been a Cowboys fan since the 60s, but James is a diehard Washington fan. How does that happen in the household? Like, what happens? Probably Washington wins a few Super Bowls, and you go, I like Washington here, because there's no reason to be a Washington fan the last 20 years. Yeah, Pauline. Or Fritzy. And when did that transition happen that you would go to a game in D.C. and be 80% Cowboy <laughs> fans? And that, those days of Dallas against Washington were amazing. I can't imagine with the Hogs and everything, there'd be a bunch of Dallas fans in there. But Dallas is like a college team. Pittsburgh's like a college team. Green Bay is like a college team. They travel. When they come to town, you know they're in town. Yeah, Paul. I, I went my first time when I lived out in Arizona. I went to an Arizona Cardinals game back when they played at Sun Devil in Tempe. And a lot of the locals didn't want to go and sit in the heat on those tin seats. And it was a Cowboys game. I couldn't believe it. It was. It, I had to be 90%. It felt like it was 90% Cowboys. Pittsburgh is a college team as well. They're, they're just Raiders are a college team, or at least they used to be, that, that they travel. And it's always impressive when you'll, you'll listen to a game and you'll hear the, what you think is the home fans and you realize that's the road fans. They're making more noise. They take over. They like come in. It's a swarm. They you know, get the tickets and they, they make it a home game for them. All right, more phone calls, best and worst of the weekend coming up. As I mentioned, coming up next hour, we'll uh, talk a little bit more about what's going on with Jacksonville with Urban Meyer. And does he want to stay in the NFL? Also, is there a chance that Ryan Day, the Ohio State head coach, could be in play for the Chicago Bears? I have that for you coming up as well. Take a break. Back after this with our play of the day. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Oh my God! The play, the play, is called play. of the day. Runner left side, got it. Play it and play it. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Here's the snap. Pressure coming from the outside. Brady throws a pass. Caught ball. First out of the 50. Outside the numbers. 40. To the 30-yard line. To the 25. It's Perriman. Bashad Perriman. Touchdown Tampa Bay. Box win in overtime. Perriman. 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 That's your play of the day, courtesy of 98 Rock, the Buccaneers radio network. Touchdown pass to Perriman, the 700th of Brady's career, including the postseason. His 10th straight win over Buffalo. That's somebody who can say they own somebody. Aaron Rodgers may rent the Chicago Bears. Tom Brady has beaten the Buffalo Bills 33 times. I think 33 and 3 in his career. That is your play of the day. Play of the Day brought to you by Masterclass. This is a great gift because you can get online classes from the world's best. You get one annual Masterclass membership. You get one free at masterclass.com slash Patrick. 
Terms apply. The Buccaneers have a manageable schedule. They host the Saints. They're at Carolina. They're at the Jets. And then they've got Carolina again. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. They could end up 13 wins. You know, maybe, maybe they run the table here. Getting that home field advantage. You know, then I look at Baltimore. The Ravens aren't playing well. Don't know how healthy their quarterback is. They got Green Bay at Cincinnati, the Rams in Pittsburgh. So Cincinnati and Pittsburgh all trying to chase the Ravens. Ravens, can you win two out of four? That's going to be tough. That'll be dicey there. Um, Feels like the sky is falling on Urban Meyer. They got shut out. You know, when you win a couple of games, it cools, you know, cools things down a little bit. But it's starting to heat up a little bit more. Now there's a report that Urban Meyer called out his assistant coaches and He's arguing with a wide receiver. And uh, here is Urban Meyer on uh, the leaks coming out of Jacksonville. What's the answer? Uh, Start leaking information or some nonsense? No, that's nonsense. That's garbage. That's, uh, you know, that's once again, I've been very blessed. I've not really dealt with that. I've, I've not dealt with, well, did you hear what he said? What? No, let's improve on offense and get our quarterback in a position to be successful. That's our focus. What? someone's brother said or someone said someone said that will that will occupy very little of my time and if if there is a source that source is unemployed i mean within seconds if there's some source that's doing it okay the reason why he's never faced this before is because he's never been a head coach in the nfl you know when you're at utah or florida ohio state players probably aren't saying anything They don't want to jeopardize their status there, their scholarship there. In the NFL, these players don't care. These players make more than you do, some of them. They don't care. And he's never been part of a losing system here. I mean, he's a great coach. He's a great college coach. You know, when he controls everything, you know, these players listen. They have to listen. But there's going to be people who are going to talk. Are there going to be people inside who don't like him? People are rubbed the wrong way. Like, you were great in college. This is the NFL. These college kids, they can't complain. NFL players, they can complain. And then you wonder, how patient would you be if you're Shad Khan and the Jags? Because Urban, what are you, 2-11? and 11? Jimmy Johnson was 1-15. Two years later, team went 11-5, and five, made the playoffs. Three years later, they won the Super Bowl. But here's the difference. Jimmy Johnson was an unbelievably bright college and pro coach. And as a GM. I mean, he pulled off the deal that made the Cowboys, reinvented the Cowboys. He traded Herschel Walker. He also created a, a system for the draft, putting points at, you know, you trade up or you trade down and you accumulate certain points. And that tells you, you know, the, the value of a player or a draft pick. Jimmy Johnson redefined the NFL draft. I have confidence in that because Jimmy was a great, he was a motivator. He was a brilliant mind, 
but he also had that ability to be a great GM. And that's the difference. Urban Meyer, I don't know how he is at assessing talent. Because at Ohio State or Florida, you just say, hey, you want to come and play at Ohio State or Florida? Hey, you want to play for a national title? Come on in. That's a little bit easier. Now you're in Jacksonville. Are you going to get free agents who want to go there because of you? No. Are you going to be able to outsmart people in the draft? Maybe. But can you make trades? Like, that's what Jimmy was brilliant at. And I can make that parallel and go, well, Troy Aikman was 0-11 as a starter. Nine touchdowns, 18 interceptions. Two years later, he made the Pro Bowl. Okay, is Trevor Lawrence Troy Aikman? I don't know. Number one overall picks. First names begin with a T. Other than that, I don't know. But Jimmy Johnson... Jimmy Johnson's one of the brightest minds in the history of the NFL, in my opinion. I don't know if Urban Meyer is that kind of guy. I don't know if he has attention to detail. I don't know if he has patience. You want ownership to have patience. I don't know if Urban has patience. And you're calling out your, your assistant coaches. And yes, things are going to get out because there are going to be people who want you out, who don't like you. But now you're going to go and try to find people and fire them? I'm, I remember when the mothership said that. They were like, all this stuff was being leaked to the media. And they said, oh, if we find out who's leaking this, we're going to fire you. Well, then they found out some of the people leaking. Nobody got fired. They didn't, they're not firing anybody. If anybody talks to the media, we're going to fire you. All right. Yes, Todd. You wonder if Urban Meyer is angry with, with the source because he's making up things, or is he angry because this source has it right and is leaking <laughs> legitimate things that he said or did that's really upsetting? Well, what would bother you more? That he lied about it or that hey, the guy's accurate? It's kind of dead on here. Yes, he. Urban Meyer has hit this point, though, that almost no matter what he does, yeah. it's going to be criticized. Unless he starts winning. Unless he starts mm -hmm. winning, yeah, yeah. Then It's like Brian Kelly, now that he's at LSU. Doesn't matter what he does. It's like, oh, did you hear? Did you see this? Uh, did, did you see the dance video with Brian Kelly with his new quarterback recruit? Actually, we'll show that to you coming up. Not suitable for kids. <laughs> uh, you know, then he does his southern accent. You know, and as a friend of mine said, well, he he did coach in South Bend, and I said, okay, all right, fair enough. But he does a dance video. You know when you have the old white guy at the at the uh, reception dance, and I know this quite well, where you're going, oh, that's not good. Well, it's okay when there's 50 people on the dance floor, but when it's you and your quarterback and you're dancing cheek to cheek, and I'm not talking about your faces. Oh, oh no. <laughs> you, you got <laughs> cheek to cheek and you're dancing, and I go, no. Like, what what happened? I can't, Brian Kelly didn't need to reinvent himself. It's, it's like, oh, my God, what happened? He's dancing with a recruit. And somebody probably, you know, some 20-year-old is saying, hey, coach, this would be great. TikTok, man. I'm going to put this video out on TikTok and you're going to kill. What's, what's, what's TikTok? It's going to go viral. Oh. One hour in the books, two more to go on this Monday. 
Close out the first hour with M Drive. If you want to achieve your health and fitness goals, you got to put in the work every single day. That's why I support my daily workouts with M Drive. It's a supplement for driven guys with no plans on slowing down even as they get older. M Drive's special blend of clinically tested herbs and vitamins supports your body's natural testosterone production and gives you that energy and strength and mental boost you need to compete every single day. You can find M-Drive at Walgreens, Rite Aid, and Vitamin Shop. I'd recommend going to mdrivedan.com. You get free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee, nothing to lose. M-Drive doesn't contain testosterone. Instead, it helps your body maintain its natural testosterone production so you have the strength, energy, and focus to compete every single day, day in and day out. M-Drive is not for everybody. It's for the driven. Visit mdrivedan.com for healthy tea support, strength, and energy you need to fuel your daily drive. Don't let age beat you. Visit mdrivedan.com. Refind your prime with M-Drive. 